Hey everybody, Matt Johnson here, the creator and director of New Frequency, welcoming you to another episode of our exciting radio drama podcast. Tonight's show is a wonderful Western for you called True Heart. Now, Westerns have always been a staple of the radio drama genre, and it's no doubt that one of the favorites we love to do here at our program, we've done tons of Westerns over the years, but this one is unique because it's actually a true story Western, the true story of the first first ever female stagecoach robber named Pearl Hart. It's a wonderful piece, and I think what's unique about it is, unlike a lot of the sort of legends of the Old West, the female legends like Annie Oakley or Calamity Jane, a lot of those were more Wild West performers than they were actual outlaws, but Pearl Hart, she was a real outlaw. She was a first female stagecoach you know, robber who went to Yuma prison, and she started to speak out for even women's rights while being in that prison and while being on trial. So it's also a piece about about human rights and equality, which we love. It was really meticulously researched by New Frequencies writer James Napoli. So really proud of this piece. But also one of the interesting things about putting it together directorially is it features a dual role. Teresa Arison plays the young Pearl Hart, while Victoria Wright plays the older Pearl Hart, narrating our story. So from a directing point of view, the three of us worked together to really kind of find a wonderful duality to their performance. There needed to be some similarity in tone and speaking qualities. And when you're in the hands of Victoria and Teresa, you are <laughs> you are a lucky director. So I didn't have to do too much. They they have great simpatica and they're wonderful friends. So they they work this out really well together. And I think they really complement each other. It's one of my favorite things about this piece. So I say we toss it out there and let you enjoy it at home. Again, the true story of Pearl Hart. Man, awesome stuff here. A Western for you. Coming to you live from the New Frequency stage. Here you go. True Heart. New Frequency, a theater of the mind on the air. On the air. In three. Pretty clever. In two. Overcome by a dreadful, dreadful curiosity. In one. New Frequency. It's like nothing I have ever experienced. Pearl Hart, ain't you? That's right. The warden wants to see you. I'll be right there. That's right. I'm Pearl Hart, and the warden wanted to see me. This would be December then. December 1902. The years, the days. I, I don't remember them in order anymore. I suspect that's not just because I lived an outlaw's life, either. I suspect most people's memories are all jumbled up. Anyway... As you heard, the warden wanted to see me in December of 1902. Come on in, Pearl. Sit down. Two years now, my Yuma Territorial Prison has housed the most notorious lady outlaw in these United States. The only woman ever to be behind bars here, I might add. Are you done puffing yourself up on my achievements? <laughs> Well, you've always been a caution, Pearl, <laughs> and I don't expect that to change now. You wanted to see me, Warden? You're being pardoned, Pearl. 
I got three years of my sentence left. The governor's giving you a pardon. <laughs> I'll bet he is. I know what this is about. Well, I'm sure I don't know what you're talking about. Land sakes, Warden, I ain't just the first female prisoner Yuma Territorial Prison's ever had. I'm also the first female prisoner to get pregnant while being locked up. What? Come on, you look even uglier when you lie. I got pregnant inside your fine establishment here, and you know what that means. The father is someone inside this fine establishment. Well, I don't suppose you plan on telling us who it is? <laughs> the hell I will. And you and I both know I got witnesses saying the only people ever seen alone with me were a priest and Governor Alexander Brody himself. <laughs> now, Mrs. Hart, you can't be implying... It don't matter what I'm implying. The straight truth is that if my belly starts to grow in here, you'll have yourself a scandal that you and the governor don't need. Well, come now, Pearl. The public loves you. <laughs> well, they've been calling for your release for some time. Well, well, well. Yes, now, doesn't that work out fine for you? Once again, the winner is the gender with the dangly bit between his legs. <laughs> yes, indeed, that's how it was. Oh, I had a mouth on me, I admit it. But the best outlaws do, don't you think? I mean, the best outlaws are the ones that not only act a bit crazy, but speak up for people, too. And yes, that part of me made me very popular with my fellow women. And I never did have any complaints with the men, either. But back in 1899, when I was serving some time in a Tucson prison, one of the guards, a trustee named Ed Hogan, grew so fond of me that he helped me bust out, dug a hole right in the back of my cell. I was in that jail to begin with for being the first female stagecoach robber. I can't say I was too proud of the day I earned that title, but sometimes your options are limited. Okay, hold it right there. My name's Joe Boot. This here is Pearl Hart. Uh, howdy. We're robbing your stagecoach. A uh, woman? Well, I've never heard of such a thing. And I've never heard of a man who refuses to turn over his valuables when he's got a 38 waving under his nose. Oh, uh, here, just, just, take, just take it. Joe, look, it's over $300. Come on, the rest of you, hand it all over! That's right, give it a Pearl come here. On, that's right, come on. All right, that's enough Pearl. Let's hey, hightail hey, it, come just, on. Just a minute, Joe, you... Listen, you, you folks have been cooperative. I, I, I don't want to leave you here without nothing to eat on, so here, here's a dollar back for each of you. Oh, you Pearl. Yeah, it was kind of, what do you call it, exhilarating. But mostly it makes you heart sick, taking money off decent folk. Joe and me were up against it then. Oh, I thought highly old Joe. I guess if I loved anyone in my life, it might have been him. He met me when I needed someone to tell me I was beautiful. When I was sick and sorry that I ever took the last name Hart and when I was certain I'd never take anything from a man again. But there I go getting all jumbled up again. Suddenly I'm thinking of being 16 in Ontario and I can still hear my mother getting sore at me. Well, as sore as that good woman ever got. Oh, Pearl, I worked so hard to get you into boarding school. I won't let you throw it away on this man. What, what's his name? Hart. I love him, Mama. Oh, you don't know what love means, I can Pearl. do what I want. Pearl, you're my daughter. My soul, I love you. I wish you'd listen to me. I wish I'd listen to her, too. I truly do. You no good tramps. No. You never talk to me like that. You understand? No. I did leave old Hart, or tried to. I went back to my mama, but he tracked me down. Oh, he told me things were gonna be different, and for a while they were. 
even had two little babies. Then it started again. He'd drink, he'd hit me, he'd drink some more. Well, I sent the babies home to mama. <laughs> when I think of me trying to be a good wife through all of that, I thought, hell, I was young. I guess I still believed in something. They old heart went off to fight the Spanish-American War. Oh, I cried so hard. And I tell you, it wasn't because I was going to miss him. I never knew what became of him after that. God's truth, I hope he got killed. And the best you can say about my years with my husband was that I never broke the law. Well, that was about to change. I traveled around quite a bit. Finally landed in Globe, Arizona, where I worked as a cook for a mining outfit. And that's where I met Joe Boot. I don't know why he was so easy to talk to. Maybe anyone would have been after what I'd been through. Okay. I was ashamed to tell you before, but I wasn't in the best of shape before I met Joe. Holy jeez, Pearl, you tried to kill yourself? Three times. Poison, hanging, straight-edge razor. See the mark there on my wrist? Oh, oh, Lord, Pearl. You know, I miss my kids, Joe. Yeah, I got a couple of kids myself. You had a wife then? She died, giving birth to the second one. They were their grandma now. Hmm. I've always been kind of no good. I never could keep them in decent grub. <laughs> we're just a couple of bad seeds, ain't we, Joe? Maybe so, Pearl. <laughs> Maybe so. That's what it was about Joe, I guess. We believed we were bad. The way people have been hard done by always do. And, well, I guess a life of misdeeds didn't seem such a big stretch from there. We had a good thing going in Globe for a while. <laughs> you're still looking good to me, Mama. Oh, and you sure are a handsome thing, ain't oh, you? Oh, you really think so? Well, your breath's a little bit disgusting, but that never stopped me before. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's have us some wild time. Yes, sir, let's do Now, come on in here. I, I got a room just for us. Oh, after you, little lady, I'm oh, right behind you. You sure? I can't wait no longer, darling. Lift up that dress. Thanks, Joe. Yep. That one was coming on a little bit stronger than most. Sure How was. much you got? Let me check here. Uh, uh eight dollars. Uh, It'll do. I guess. <laughs> we must have duped three dozen men that way. Some of them had some good loot too. But the mining dried up not long after, and we lost our uh, clientele. And you know, it's always when you're down that you get kicked. Well, that's how it seems anyway. When that letter came, I... Well, as I told the reporters later, I, I do believe I became temporarily insane. Dear Pearl, I hope this letter finds you. I'm weak as I write this. I'm dying, Pearl. If I could see you one more time, I know my soul would be at peace. Your children are fine, but... I had to send them to a caretaking home. Please come home to Ontario, Pearl. I love you, Mama. Oh, Joe, what are we going to do? I, I got to get back there. Oh, we need money, Pearl. Yeah. Not the little dribs and drabs we've been getting either. Well, that's easy to say, Joe. Wait a minute. That stagecoach? The one that... Runs from oh, Globe no. to Florence, no, yeah. No, no, Joe. We're going to rob it, Pearl. Oh, Joe. You're going to be the first lady stagecoach robber. We'll be rich, and you'll be famous. 
Well, we surely didn't get rich and we didn't get away either. We got lost while we were on the run. We found a cave in Florence to hide out in, but we were so tired we fell asleep and they nabbed us right up out of our slumber. Sometime around when we were getting incarcerated in Tucson, I got that fire in me to speak up. And I remember saying in front of a whole courthouse and a dozen newspaper men, I will never consent to be tried under any law that me and my sex had no voice in making or to which a woman had no power under the law to give her consent. That's right. Suddenly, I am the voice for women's emancipation. And the reporters are coming to visit me in jail, and they keep asking me to pose with a Winchester or a sharpshooting pistol. And I'm telling everyone in the papers about the perils of a life of crime. And six months later, that trustee, Ed Hogan, is helping me bust out. I do declare life is full of some interesting contradictions. I believe what I said that day, though, that women got the short end of the stick. Still do believe it. So... Now, where am I in my jumbled up life? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ed had busted me out of prison in Tucson. And by the time they caught up with me, they got old Joe Boot, too. And there was quite a commotion at that trial, I can tell you. That was the day I knew I was famous. Joe Boot? Joe Boot, you have been found guilty of the robbery of the Globe Florence stagecoach and shall be sentenced to 30 years in Yuma Territorial Prison. Oh, no, Joe. Jury foreman, have you reached the verdict in the matter of Pearl Hart? We have, Your Honor. We, the jury, find the defendant not guilty. Water, <laughs> quiet down, quiet down. Mr. Foreman, in my 30 years as a judge, I have never seen such a travesty. The driver and all the passengers on that stagecoach identified Mrs. Hart as being the perpetrator of this crime. We reached the verdict of not guilty, Your Honor. (laughs) All right, shut up, shut up. I will not stand for this. Mrs. Hart was in a position and in possession of the 38 caliber pistol during the robbery, and I find her guilty of illegal possession of a firearm. Five years in Yuma Territorial Prison. Five years Yuma Territorial Prison. Once again, the gender with the family jewels did the talking, despite what the public thought. They had to put me in a special building in that prison, away from the men. So it rattled them even more that I could get myself in a family way right under their noses. What can I tell you? If I had that effect on old Ed Hogan, there wasn't an employee of that prison who was safe. (laughs) I never did see my mama, though. She died without setting eyes on me, and the babies, the ones I had with heart, I lost track of them, too. I tried to find them once, but the caretaking home didn't want anything to do with a woman of my reputation. Told me those kids of mine were long gone somewhere else anyway. Wouldn't tell me where. When I get angry, bitter, I I figure that's just the female of the species getting the short end again. But the truth is, man or woman, That's what really comes from life as an outlaw. You never get around to doing the things that are the most important. And everyone who read about me in the papers, who cheered me on in court, they probably thought I had all I needed being famous for a year or so. But most of them are gonna get to hold their mama's hand when she dies. That is what's important. Don't worry, mama. I'll be here to hold your hand when you die. 
That's my daughter talking, that is. Now this child I did not lose track of. This child I got out of jail just for carrying inside me. Now she's grown with kids of her own and a decent husband. Lives and works with me on the farm I started over 30 years ago. I guess that uh, brings you up to date on my jumbled up life. It's autumn now, 1937. See, I was born in 1870. That made me 67 years old. Hey, Mama. Yes, darling. I love you, Mama. Oh, my sweet. I guess I gotta be grateful that the warden had an attack of nerves and pardoned me. If I'd have had you in that prison, they'd probably taken you away. I don't even want to think about that. Still kind of funny having a peaceful life. Wasn't long at all before the whole world stopped asking whatever became of old Pearl Hart. Well, you're here with me and your grandchildren, Mama. That's what matters. You're right, child. I'm just tired of having to watch my language around the little ones. <laughs> well, I appreciate the effort. Oh, hey, I I've been meaning to tell you. Uh, when they closed Yuma Territorial Prison for a while, they made it into a high school. <laughs> I'll be damned. Teaching young people in a place where they used to give up hope on their parents. <laughs> well, reason I'm telling you is I, I heard yesterday that the folks in town would, would call the student body there. And what was that? The Yuma criminals. <laughs> <laughs> Your daddy would get such a hoot out of that. <laughs> Old Joe Boot. I'm sorry I never knew him. Me too. You sure had that warden guessing, didn't you? <laughs> he still don't know, never will. <laughs> We had a lot of friends in that prison, Joe and me. Took some doing, but they got us together that one night. First and last time I ever saw him in that place. But he did know you got born. Joe did. Before he died in there. Yes. You've told me. Ah, me. Life sure shoots at you, don't it? It sure does, Mama. <laughs> <laughs> the Yuma criminals. <laughs> I am one of those. <laughs> God knows I am one of those. New Frequency, signing off in three, two, one.